All right. And uh, we are here with another episode of the Black Swan Experience. I'm your host, Jonathan. And uh, Aiden is our guest for today. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. Always a pleasure. Happy to come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, 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 very exciting. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it's been a pretty quick development uh, since since we've kind of got to know each other. Uh, shout out to mm-hmm. Tamar for yeah. putting putting together the, the mastermind. And putting together connections left, right, and center. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tamar, Tamar, sh- hey, big shout out, big shout out. Um, of course. Uh, mastermind uh, group that that we've been a part of. Um, Aiden, I mean, you're you're in quite a bit of spaces. Uh, I mean, we're talking crypto, real estate, uh, stocks, ETFs, and uh, so I was pretty intrigued, which is why I even reached out to you to come on. Thanks for coming on, by the way. Of course, and I appreciate it. And in many of those spaces, um, at least from my personal background, there's so much to learn in different markets, different uh, ways to invest, to really build that passive income or active income, whatever your preference is towards that fire movement. So lots of different spaces, but definitely good learning opportunities and all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're kind of talking crypto a little bit just before we started, like how did you even get into that? So probably the easiest way, um, that I got into it and that anyone else can get into it is through the Wealth Simple crypto account. Um, in Canada, you're eligible to open up a Wealth Simple account, which is almost like the Canadian version of Robinhood or Weeble. And one of the options is to hold Bitcoin and Ethereum. And this was more so end of December, early January. And as I started buying in and after a huge run up, I decided to look more into it and I dove in head first because then after that initial introduction, it opened up different doors to build uh, a passive income stream through cryptocurrency to have ways to lock in G- lock in cryptocurrencies for a much longer period of time for more rewards. Or if you're a day trader, you can definitely find your bread and butter with platforms as well. So a big variety to that pretty much mimics existing markets. So, I mean, are like, what's your, but what's your, um, I guess, perspective? Like, do you, do you just try to day, can you day trade crypto? Is that even a thing? Yeah, you can day trade crypto. It's a little different because you have to actually buy and hold um, the cryptocurrency. I was going to say stock, <laughs> buy and hold the cryptocurrency as if you owned it, similar to stock trading but it's also very similar to Forex style trading in the sense that you have currency pairs. So let's say Bitcoin and Ethereum could be a currency pair that you can trade off of, or honestly, there's hundreds of different pairs that I don't need to go through all, but yeah. yes, you can uh, trade off a of cryptocurrency. Only I, at least what I found that with any market, it can be overwhelming, especially someone who is relatively newer to this type of market space mm-hmm. that I want to try and make this as passive as possible so I can work on the next big project and just let it build and accumulate over time. And okay. What, what do you mean by like passive as possible? So with any stock or cryptocurrency, you can buy in and watch that appreciation rise with every stock and ETF we've ever seen. But 
there's platforms that allow you to earn interest on those cryptocurrencies. And think of it like a savings account for your cryptocurrency, where you can get some pretty attractive interest rates with these platforms. Really? Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this with Wealthsimple? No, no, no. Uh, this is not with Wealthsimple. These are other uh, companies that use a, pretty much think of a crypto bank. Banks okay. make their money by taking in uh, cash into checking and savings accounts, and then they lend out that money in forms of mortgages and lines of credit. Yeah. That's essentially what these um, saving account-like cryptocurrency accounts hold. And oh. with the loans that they put out, you receive these interest payments, making it very passive. So you buy the crypto, and then they loan that crypto out? Exactly. So really? you'll buy your cryptocurrency, uh, you'll move it to your crypto savings account, and yeah. next thing you know, you're earning interest on it. What, what are the interest rates on this? So it depends on the currency. Uh, some are more attractive than others. Um, have you heard of BlockFi by any chance? Block what? BlockFi. BlockFi, no. No. Uh, how about uh, Ledin? No. Okay. So these are two uh, cryptocurrency exchanges that I've been using in the last five, six months or so. And between the two of them, they pay about five to 6% annually on your Bitcoin. That's not in US dollars. That's on like the physical number of Bitcoin that Uh you own. Uh And with that, it's compounded, meaning at least as of right now, unless they change anything, it's every month you get paid out your Bitcoin and the interest that comes with it. And then the next month is a calculated for that new amount. So it's compounding and gaining that interest. No way. What's, what, is, what is this called again? Uh, I'll make sure to send a link to you afterwards for, so you can take a look for yourself. Okay. But for the video, it's going to be BlockFi and Ledin. I know you want to put uh, logos for yeah. these companies, but before I do start suggesting anything, I do want to mention none of this is financial advice. This yeah. is just something that I'm doing that I'm interested in. So either consult with an accountant or any other financial professional, but do yeah. what's best for your situation. Cause for sure. I think we should have a disclaimer before I start popping out a, Oh, you can get 6% interest on this. Whereas yeah, 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 yeah. account makes 0.01, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Before I, before I get calls from like one of my clients, bro, what, what, what's going on, man? No, no, no. <laughs> no don't sue me. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. First. yeah, no, no. We, we know nothing. <laughs> it's just two guys in a room talking right now so exactly. yeah absolutely okay that's that's sick though because i just um i just took a dip like uh probably two three weeks ago after the markets went to shit i'm like okay oh yeah this is my this is my time to make an entrance i had set up a binance account um nice. already. um and Good so stuff. i got i got into uh bitcoin xrp ethereum um okay but i didn't know you could earn interest on them yeah, uh, well, actually, that's good that you brought up Binance because Binance and something where you can earn cryptocurrency even on that platform. Have you heard of staking contracts? No. So how about a GIC, a Guaranteed Investment Certificate? I've, I've heard of a, of, of a GIC. So think of it like a GIC for cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, and that's the easiest way to put it, but it's much shorter timeframes even as short as like 15 days, but the APY you get, the annual return 
percentage is like ridiculous depending on the cryptocurrency. And, and you can do this through Binance. Yeah, as oh. long as the staking contract is available because sometimes they're actually sold out where they only have so many smart contracts to allow for these individual coins to be staked. Yes, interesting. Wow, I'm, I'm, it's crazy. I'm realizing how much I don't know, but this, that's why I'm actually so glad I had this conversation with you. I mean, so like, what is the underlying like value of crypto because like mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people hopped on the wave when um mm -hmm. the the market started like climbing like crazy um but the majority of the population i don't think really and even myself i'm still trying to really just learn it you know mm -hmm. um like what the underlying technology is or like what the value of a crypto mm -hmm. is right and that's something that is a very good question and important question to ask because if you don't fully understand to a certain degree what you're investing in probably not a good idea to invest into it because as you saw we had a rise all the way up until like march april and then it crashed mm -hmm. but the technology is still the same where with bitcoin as an easy example it's a decentralized ledger and think of a ledger almost like a transaction lead. Uh, excuse me, a transaction sheet where every tra transaction is posted to the internet, can't be changed, can't be copied, can't be double spent. It's protected in that context. So if you send me a Bitcoin, well, I wish you would send me a Bitcoin. That'd be, that'd be very nice. Um, if you send me a Bitcoin today, it's going to be on the uh, blockchain where it is posted for the world to see, but still anonymous, not saying that, um, uh, Jonathan sent me a Bitcoin to Aiden's account. The real underlying value that makes this valuable is it can be done within minutes. There's no middleman. Transactions can't be copy and pasted. So if you try to send me one Bitcoin, but you only have half a Bitcoin, it will fail and it's protected. But the benefits that come with it is that decentralized component of most cryptocurrencies in short. So governments can't control it because all, all of our fiat money is centralized to, depending on which country you're in, to that country's central bank, right? Um, mm -hmm. But this is like a global thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's really hard to own all Bitcoin and hash it out because you can do that with fiat. And for the longest time, fiat has worked really well to build economies, build infrastructure, but this just takes a different approach to finance. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to get to a point where everyone is using Bitcoin, but we'll see what happens. But no one can control it unless you physically own hundreds of thousands of actual Bitcoins. Mm. I, or full I, Bitcoins, I should say. This, is, this, this would be a threat to the governments, right? I feel like eventually they're going to try to start cracking down on it, no? And actually, another big step that I'm looking into in terms of crypto is crypto taxes, because as Canadians, we do allow capital gains like any other uh, commodity or security for cryptocurrency. But there are some individual uh, components that can get very tricky. So as we mentioned with currency pairs, let's say you have Bitcoin, but you want to buy Ethereum with your Bitcoin. That's technically a taxable event if you make that swap. But what tax do you pay? Is it market value? Is it 
not taxable because it's not a currency that's in Canadian jurisdictions. Mm. So in terms of governments cracking down, yes, a lot of them are going to either crack down to ban it or to regulate it. But there's still a lot that's to be determined. I think uh, at one point, India recently put a ban on crypto, but then that was reversed because it can't be stopped. But I don't know the full story of that as of now. I still need to actually follow up on that. But you can't block it, if that makes sense. You can have access to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's that the power of it is that it's decentralized, right? It's almost like... Mm -hmm. How, how can you control it? You know, it's, it's, uh, I think probably what we'll see is governments really try to crack down and, and, you know, maintain control, um, until they can figure out how to properly regulate it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. swapping Bitcoin into Ethereum is probably like one of those types of things. Um, governments are usually slow to kind of figure out, you know, okay, how, how does, how does it work and how do we manage it or profit off of it? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think long term, brothers, it just doesn't see it doesn't seem to me that there's any way that this can be stopped. I feel like the genie has been let out of the bottle. And there's more applications to it than just Bitcoin, because there's hundreds, if not, I don't think we're in thousands, but there's numerous types of cryptocurrencies, each with a different use case. And that's where things really start to propel. Like Bitcoin is meant to store value. There's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin in the world. That's it. I think we're at like 18 million now as, as of now, but I, don't quote me on that. And that's it. It's meant to store value similar to gold, whereas Ethereum is meant to be used, not like money, but to use something called smart contracts. So let's say um, I'm an Uber driver and you want to pick up a ride to go to Toronto. Instead of going through the company Uber, you can peer-to-peer have a smart contract where Aiden will drive Jonathan to the CN Tower. Once that condition is met, then I receive my Ethereum. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like it's, um, I mean, I was really like, I mean, I've been talking about Bitcoin and crypto to my parents um, and to them, they're, they're just another generation. Like it's, it's even, more difficult to wrap their heads around it but you know they mm-hmm. obviously understand the world is changing and i feel like the best analogy is like it's like it's 1996 and you're trying to explain the internet you know it's like yeah. a how do you really wrap your mind around it um completely mm-hmm. um but you know just because we don't completely understand it does not mean that it's not going to completely revolutionize the way we we do things moving forward right mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's very true. And with that, it really does also come down, at least in terms of investing to your own goals and your risk tolerance, because I'm not going to tell grandma and grandpa to go put everything into Bitcoin. Like, it's just not going to happen because different goals, different time horizons and different knowledge gaps. But I do think it is worth the risk to consider having a portion maybe not in Bitcoin, maybe in Ethereum or another cryptocurrency, given you do your research. But we'll see what happens. I'm willing to take that risk because we're young enough where we're able to afford it. Yeah. And I mean, even for for people who are a bit older, I feel like maybe this is not the way that you make your money. Um, and you're, you're, you're at a point where you're not going to risk 
you know, losing what you've already built up, but like mm -hmm. maybe setting aside, again, this is not financial advice, you know, where I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like setting aside even maybe like 5%, just as like a hedge against inflation, you know, cause mm -hmm. you know, we have cash and that's, we know that's losing value. Um, mm -hmm. the Canadian government has been printing like crazy. Um, I mean, I don't know, did they release their, uh, the inflation numbers for this year? I heard rumors of something like 4%, but I'm not sure. I need, I need to fact check that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, think the U.S. Didn't the U.S. release their numbers recently? Or was that? No, that was their CPI. That was the CPI, the right. Consumer Price Index. Yeah. I, I mean, even, I don't know what it, the number that they give us. I don't, I, I'm not really buying it, to be honest. I, I don't think so. I mean, you look at, I mean, I'm in the real estate space and I talk to builders and contractors and stuff. And mm -hmm. you look at the price of lumber and it's like two, three X <laughs> over the last oh. year. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just one commodity, <laughs> you mm. know? So, um, or you go to McDonald's, you know, you can't get a meal for under 10 bucks anymore. Like a junior chicken no. is like $3, bro. It's, it's, you know, so like our, our, the value of our cash is just, so I guess, and, and even long-term it feels, uh, I don't know, my, my kind of, uh, my idea is that, you know, you, you have to own hard assets. You got to own something that's in limited supply and limited quantity that can't be recreated like land. Uh, like Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you could recreate land, I'd be very interested to see how that's, well, I mean, you can and you can't, but yeah. but the same thing is applied. Like you want to find those assets that appreciate in value. Like yeah. During our younger years, this is the time to start buying, investing, and really getting yourself set up because what's the statistic that millennials are pretty much screwed in the future. We're paying, we're going to have to pay for a ton of tax and we have the least financial opportunities that were available in the last century. So yeah, yeah. we got to be ready and Absolutely. I'm not going down like this. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. Because I mean, in the same respect, we also have, I think the greatest opportunity to succeed um, in, in, I don't know, in ever like, yo, you, and you talk about crypto, like, um, just crypto in particular, and we're going to get off of this mm -hmm. soon, but like, mm -hmm. I don't see another asset that's going to 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 X over the next 10 years, you know? And the cost mm -hmm. to entry is literally like a dollar. You know, yeah. Like you can literally put in whatever you want to put in, you know, and you, and you're in the game, you got skin in the game, you know? So um, it's also an opportunity, I think for, you know, anyone who's listening or it's just like, or like mm -hmm. people who are Gen Z or millennials and, yeah. you know, you don't have that money is like, you know, this is, this is a way we can get in the game, you know? So. Yeah. And there's so many platforms, especially there are some platforms that we can go more in depth or move on from that are for Canadians to make it easy to genuinely own cryptocurrency. But probably the biggest lesson, even if you have only a handful of dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever you can afford for crypto, even real estate, stocks, investing, is just the exposure and getting your foot in the door to open up the whole world of passive income, investing, wealth, all that good stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I'm so glad we had this conversation and I'm, you, you know, talking about the staking contracts because you're getting the best of both worlds by doing that. It's like you're getting the passive income, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're also getting the appreciation 
uh, from the value of, you know, the, the crypto. Assuming it goes up. Assuming it goes up. Assuming it goes up. Yeah. And this whole thing just doesn't go to shit, you know? So (laughs) for all we know, Bitcoin and Ethereum will get overthrown by something like uh, Cardano and we'll never know. Yeah, it could. Which is another random coin, which we can get more in depth to on another note. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you like, are you familiar with Cardona and, and, and the crypto? Like, can you, can you talk about it? Cause I just bought a little bit of it, but I, oh, yeah. I, I really don't know much. That's okay. Um, so I am aside from Bitcoin and Ethereum, this would be my number three crypto that I'm willing to hold. And they use a scientific method to develop smart contracts similar to Ethereum, but make it more cost efficient and develop something called sidechain technology to interact with other blockchain networks. Because we're gonna have the Ethereum network. We're gonna have the Binance network. And Cardano is looking to essentially make that bridge to make it easier to interact, to make those smart contracts accessible across any crypto network. Okay, what does, what does, I'm still- Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, let me know. Um, Okay. uh, so in short, uh-huh. okay, go no, ahead. After, after you. Yeah, no, like what is, uh, that still, that still seems a little hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, what does that mean in like very simple terms? Like what, is there, is there an existing business that we can compare this to or use this? Um, probably the closest competitor would, or comparison would be Ethereum. Okay. So with Ethereum, as we mentioned before, they are looking to make smart contracts. Actually, um, let me try this example. By any chance, do you play video games? Sometimes. Sometimes, okay. Yeah. Um, let's say in, or, or are you familiar with things like, uh, I guess, RuneScape, CSGO, when there's like in-game items you can buy and trade? Yes. So think of Ethereum having a contract where let's say I get this really cool camouflage or this cool item okay. that I can give to you as a form of a smart contract. That's what Ethereum is trying to do. Make these contracts to make things happen, to make economies work. Gotcha. Cardano is trying to do the same thing, but be more cost-effective, be more efficient. And instead of restricting it to just the Ethereum network for Ethereum users to interact between each other, we would then be able to work with other cryptocurrency projects that realistically you and I probably haven't heard of but they're looking to open the door so that everyone can interact amongst as many projects as we want. Does that sort of make sense a bit? Kind of. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that makes a bit more sense. Interesting. Okay. It took me a while to wrap my head around it and I had to do my own reading afterwards, but I'm more confident because one of the founders of Ethereum is actually spearheading and leading the project of Cardano. So So, they they just jump ship and and start a new, Maybe not just ship, but that um, Cardano founder, uh, Charles Hoskinson, uh-huh. when they were developing Ethereum, I believe his uh, vision of that is developing Ethereum is not developing in the logistical way to make it the best it is from the ground up. Gotcha. Like they're making Ethereum and there's a couple of issues along the way. Gotcha. Uh, so, if, so if I were to send you Ethereum, there would be high fees to actually make that Ethereum go from my wallet to your wallet. Whereas Cardano is looking to make that that drawback non-existent. 
gotcha. so they're only rolling out impair, uh, sorry, impeccable updates so that it's the best version it is without feeling rushed. Gotcha. So it's not a rushed project. It's developed, it's studied, there's peer reviews. So you're taking an academic approach. Yeah. That's what Cardano is trying to do. Interesting. And I guess, you know, it's like even building a business, you get the opportunity, like when one, <laughs> you build one, it's like you get to learn all of the mistakes that you made here. And it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to do that. And we're going to do this instead. And it's, I, I get and to it's, more. it's the entrepreneurial spirit that just keeps going forward. Yeah. 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 It's crazy in the way that like Bitcoin has flooded the gates open for like so many other people now to, to just come in and, and take over, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about crypto. I'm not going to lie personally. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely a big real estate guy. Um, you know, I think that's probably going to be my bread and butter. Um, but, uh, I'm excited about the crypto space. Uh, I see like with NFTs and some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's not, it's part partially don't understand and partially don't think that the technology is maybe as revolutionary to the way that we do things um, mm-hmm. or any other, I, I don't want to shit on NFTs, but or just any <laughs> no other, you know, random investment opportunities. But like, I think the mm-hmm. underlying technology of blockchain is, it's exciting, bro. You know, and and I think it's gonna it's gonna do big things. So why not why not you know take a dip in there? Um, and, and it's worth the risk. Uh, you don't need to dive too deep into it. You can even just buy your Bitcoin and hold it. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 almost like yo, just getting your foot in the door. Once you just buy a, a Bitcoin, it's like now you're invested. You know, and. You're going to maybe pay a little bit more attention. You know, you're going to maybe talk to other people who are in Bitcoin or crypto. And, and just by doing that and making that move, I've learned a lot more, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. And actually with that, um, uh, that's where I'm trying to set my next focus to now looking at real estate. Because I think I had a decent exposure to plenty of really cool ETFs. Um, good, A couple of good stocks here and there. And crypto was, a, was the next phase to really grasp a different market of a similar caliber mm-hmm. but now i want to look in the real world those tangible assets that are cash flowing with the possibility for exponential growth in equity wealth cash so i really want to talk to you about that now yeah hell yeah get your take as as a fresh undergrad finishing up his degree mm-hmm some of the ways to really get exposure into a market in the GTA that almost seems impossible. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the GTA has gotten pretty pricey. If we're talking, you know, within an hour of Toronto, it is, it is pretty pricey. (laughs) Um, Like Kitchener Waterloo has gotten pretty pricey. Durham region's pretty pricey. Markham, uh, Vaughn. But uh, if you want to take a dip, uh, First thing is, you know, you can't really be too, um, it's not like, it's an investment, you know, so you got to be willing to venture further out um, because it's the only place you're going to get cheaper prices realistically, you know? Um, so for my clients, I've, I've kind of, we, we've kind of been having to look further and further out um, if your budget is, you know, let's say under half a million dollars, which I, I think for anyone our age or even a little bit older, that's probably where you're at. Um, 
And the next thing is, uh, I would say is find somebody who's knowledgeable in the space. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going to get a lawyer, you know, talk to them about, you know, uh, how, are they like, how much of their transaction is real estate transactions and real estate investment transactions. Mm -hmm. Same for your mortgage broker, accountant, uh, your, your realtor that you're working with, um, et cetera. Yeah. So, I mean, like, where, where, where are you at right now? Um, what have you been looking at? So, um, uh, these, but have you heard of, uh, me, Kevin on you? Me, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, based out of, uh, California, right? California. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't really apply, uh, here in Canada, but, um, really watching, uh, oh, okay. All good. I think my internet's still stable. So if I cut out, just let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of at least my experience, it's really utilizing YouTubers like me, Kevin, to learn about bringing in a cash flowing property and what to look for, um, things to note about real estate as a newbie investor, and also finding the Canadian equivalents because the Californian laws and uh, legislations aren't going to apply here in Canada. That's pretty much where I'm at as of right now, but looking to find a way to save up for a down payment and finding an attractive price. Because a lot of these uh, videos are saying, oh, 200, $300,000 house, duplex, you know, house hack. You live in one, tenant pays the other, you're good for rent. And I'm just looking at the GTA like, okay, so where are these duplexes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where are these multi-unit houses that I can find a way to get it? 5% down, 20% down, whatever the range is to start making some equity. But at least here in the GTA is a little different. Yeah. You look at Quebec, it's easy. You look at Alberta, it's a little easier. You don't look at BC because that, that's the same situation as Toronto yeah, to an extent. Yeah, but yeah. that's more so at least where I'm at and what I'm trying to figure out and strive towards. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a Canadian equivalent, I like Matt McKeever. He's got Oh, yes, that, that was the name. I was thinking earlier. Yeah, Matt McKeever uh, is another good YouTuber. Sorry, I, I just completely cut in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Matt McKeever is really good. Uh, he's he's uh, based out of London, I think, or Hamilton. And he does yes. hers, rent, student rentals, flips. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's, he's, he's pretty much done it all. I mean, off the top of my head, I feel like he's the big, the big, uh, the big one I can, I can think about. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're going to go out of town, you're going to have to put down 20%. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you can, I mean, a town that I like actually is, is Brantford. Brantford is not too far. Not, not, okay. not Bradford, but Brantford. Um, okay. uh, it's about an hour and like 20 minutes, um, West. Uh, they've got, they've got decent properties out there. Um, mm -hmm. Under four hundred thousand duplexes, um, and I mean at, at four hundred k, twenty percent down, you're you're looking at about eighty thousand um, dollars. Okay. So that's that's pretty much the price that you're looking to get in. But interest rates are so low right now; like you can cash flow decently on a property. Um, you can either go for a variable or fixed um for a fixed uh five-year term um but mm -hmm. 
I would say like, yo, just try to get in any way you can. <laughs> like if it, if it requires you having to JV with somebody, like do a joint venture, are you familiar with what that is? Uh, I think so. Essentially, isn't like a partnership to go half in on a mortgage or half in on down payments, something like that. Yeah, essentially it's, it's like, okay, you know, um, you know, we find a property for 350, we're going to have to put up 65 grand um, to purchase this property or 70 grand, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't, I don't have maybe the full 70, but I can probably scape to mm -hmm. scrape, you know, 20, 30,000 together. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I got a guy who can do the, Cover the other half. Yeah. And you, you just get your foot in the door. I think that's the most, the most important thing is to just get your foot in the door. You know, mm -hmm. um, once, once you do that, the, the game's got rules that, you know, are set up to work in your favor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's probably going to be one of the options I'm going to need to consider, especially with uh, just trying to break into the market, especially in the GTA, but I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. And who knows, maybe we'll assemble the MGTA team and we're going to joint venture on a threeplex, fourplex, and we're just vibing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We gotta, we gotta get like a whole real estate mastermind thing going once, once we got the momentum up and running. Yes. But I'll say right now, uh, you guys are going to be carrying the team because I'm the noob in the group. So if you can explain <laughs> it to me like a five-year-old, then all right, we're, we're all good. We're, we're all noobs, man. We're, we're all still learning, you know, still babies, infants in this, you know, but uh, yeah. And, and yo, that's another thing too, is like, yo, just surrounding yourself with people who are like, kind of like-minded and cha challenge mm -hmm. you. Um, you get to learn off of and they get to teach you. Um, so mm -hmm. a little shit like that um, is, is, is huge. Um, another thing I would even say for um, young, like if, if you've got, uh, if your parents uh, own a home, um, I would even ask like them, I would ask them like how much equity they have. You know, sometimes our parents, they own a, this home They've been paying it down for 15 years, 17, 18 years. Um, you know, the house is worth a million dollars. All they have left is a $200,000 mortgage. Like that's $800,000 in equity, you know, um, that's just. That's, that's actually a really good point. And I was actually really happy you brought that up because uh, in my deep dive into real estate, I'm looking at the, the Burr method, the one that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. and that refinancing of trying to wrap my head around that because let's say my parents they still got a mortgage on our house um theoretical example let's say they bought it for a million and they it appreciated a two million but correct me if i'm wrong but with the refinancing method if let's say they have a mortgage of three hundred thousand dollars um if i refinanced it for two million i can pay off the mortgage but i have to keep 20 percent down so 20 percent of two million is that 40 million, uh, 40, 400,000? Is that yes, not correct? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Let's say, so let's say $700,000 of that 2 million, I don't have accessible, but that extra 1.3 million after taxes and such, can I just go and buy another property with that? Or like, what's the type of restrictions that we're looking for? Yeah, so the, the bank will loan you, let's say conservatively, 70% loan to value. Um, so they'll look at the value of your house and if it's worth 2 million, um, uh, less also the, mm -hmm. um, mortgage that you already have existing on it, um, they'll loan you and you can, you know, 
if that's the case, um, for example, in the example that you talked about, yeah, you've got like a million, over a million dollars you can tap into um, and they'll give it to you in cash and you can go use it and, 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 and do what you want to do with it. You know, it's a lot of times people don't realize they have dead money sitting in their house, um, but you don't need to go spend the million. You know, all, you can just go take, you know, a hundred, a hundred grand, you can take, you know, or 200 grand and buy two properties, you know, a hundred and yeah. down a hundred, hundred each. And they're both cash flowing. Um, and, you know, you got your tenants paying for that and you're, you're also able to get in the game, you know, um, okay. alternatively, um, you can JV with your parents, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, I've got a little bit of cash. You guys got some cash you can tap into. Um, we can pull this equity out of our house um and you jv mm -hmm. and you get in the game with your parents you know it's all it's family so okay. you guys know what it is and yeah. um, and go from there because i know uh i have a feeling you're a family guy as well but i don't want to see my family worrying about debt uh, worrying about expenses month over month i want i want my family to be okay to be stable financially stable to the point where they can go do what they want without having to worry about the mortgage, monthly bills, insurance, whatever the case is. So I think we're going to talk a lot more about that and how that process is going to work in addition to, let's say, cash flowing property and we want to get a property manager, how stuff like that looks. And with the refinancing, what's the worst case scenario if everything went wrong for that refinancing in terms of actually having that equity as usable cash, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, this is a conversation you would definitely have to explore with your banker. Um, and, uh, and not financial and, advice, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't. I'm not. I know. I know my limit. I play within it, you know. So um, there's a uh, yeah. You can. That's a conversation. It, it would depend on you know where the, where how much equity you have, where it's in the mortgage, like where they're at in the mortgage. Um, what's what's the value? What's the appreciation? Um, and, and the bank will, will let you know, okay, we'll, we'll lend you X amount, you know, um, mm -hmm. based on this valuation. Um, mm -hmm. and this is how much cash you'll be able to tap into. Um, mm -hmm. now, yeah. And then after that, it's, it's really about educating yourself and kind of, you know, uh, ha again, having the right people around you. And then also, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you want to tap into that equity, but, uh, you don't want to just pull cash out and, and do nothing. You, you all, you mm -hmm. also want to kind of be thinking about, okay, where, where am I going to move this money first? You know, like, mm -hmm. what am I going to do with it? What's the strategy that we're going to use? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so you can have your tenants paying the mortgage at your house, you know? So that's, mm -hmm. that's the goal. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say talk to your banker to put it very, very simply. That's, that's the best, that's mm -hmm. the best route. Okay. Because I'm glad we were able to clarify that because at least that's the way I understood it. And I'm very glad it's still the same way because that sounds like a fantastic opportunity to have a couple rental properties for my fam to retire on and make sure they're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just dropped a post on uh, uh, on my Instagram about like, uh, you know, buying properties that you can rent out and then using that cash to live your life you know um mm -hmm. like that is financial freedom you know you, you're mm -hmm. you're we're, we're attracting capital just by making you know some 
quick strategic moves. Um, and hey, the games, the games, it's it's set up. It's really just like on us to kind of just like educate ourselves learn. and learn and kind of figure out what what the rules are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, to kind of segue a little bit, like, how did you even get into investing and all this? Like, where does this where does this mindset come from? Uh, good good question, actually. So. Uh, once I was the age of 18, I sat down with my uncle and we talked about investing. At the time, I really wasn't into it too much. I recently started university around that time and I wanted to jump into my program, into the extracurriculars, meet friends. So we had an investing conversation around that time, got my tax-free savings account set up, got my retirement plan savings account set up and just adding money into that. I think it was to like a relatively decent uh, fund with one of these banks at the time. And then I was actually lucky enough to get a job at the bank as a teller. And that's probably where everything started to really begin. Because now that I was in that financial environment, in addition to my environmental degree at UFT, that's where like the best of both worlds comes into play. And then it just propelled into a whole different conversation or a whole different segue that I didn't know I was gonna dive headfirst into. True, true. I mean, you say you're you're kind of interested in investing, but then you went and got an environmental degree from UFT. Like, how did how did that happen? Well, in high school, I was always I was really good at geography. I loved the outdoors, hiking and all, camping and all, and I wasn't really strong in like mathematics. So I don't think. Well, at the time, I don't know how I'm gonna do a math now, but. I wasn't a hardcore computer science guy, or maybe I wasn't a hardcore biology guy, or even felt like business at the time. Like I was keeping some options open, but environmental studies really resonated with me when I was in high school with the things I was interested in doing. So we gave it a shot alongside the opportunity to get a business degree, but then I just shifted everything to the environmental side. Gotcha, gotcha. Why, why the environment? Well, in our generation, it's going to be a very, very detrimental and pivotal thing to consider amongst any future business considerations, development, because as we mentioned before, there's a scarce number of Bitcoin, there's a scarce amount of land, but the world, like we only got one, but we're still waiting for Elon Musk to terra, terra, what was it, terraform Mars? Yeah, yeah, he's got to figure that out, man. (laughs) Until that happens... I like free, clean oxygen, you know? This isn't like uh, the Lorax where that one dude, if you've seen the movie, is monetized, if that rings any bells. Uh-huh. No. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. But I, I just, with each year, I've grown to learn about sustainability in various aspects in different components of the environment and in policy developing and policy making. And that's really where that that chord struck with me is that idea of sustainability that I want to apply to every aspect of my life. Mm. So financially, yes, making sure I'm environmentally conscious of what's going on. Even looking at things like um, moving away from meats to plant-based diets as my contribution towards fighting climate change Mm. and still looking at environmental considerations of investments like Bitcoin for the longest time has been deemed an anti-green investment, but there's actually more evidence stating that I think about 75% of that asset class is 
renewable clean energy. So looking at opportunity, yeah, so <laughs> I know it was a bit of a shock to me too, because I thought it was uh, burning up uh, the atmosphere. And to an extent, everything we do is, but that environmental component, I found to be very life-changing for, without sounding too like ins inspirational quote-like or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure like taking a deep dive into like what the hell is actually going on. But I feel like, I don't know. I, I mean, since we were young, it was, there was always like, oh, five years and 10 years, you know, if we're, if we're doing this, like, you know, Florida is going to disappear. And then, you know, if we go, <laughs> if we go another 10, 10 more years, um, you know, this is, this is going to happen. Um, like, are we, are we doomed? <laughs> I don't know. Is, are, are we going to figure this out in the fourth quarter or? See, like a lot of these plans, you'll see uh, carbon neutral by 2030. Uh, Ford will have all their cars electric by whatever year and like all these promises towards it. But it's something that needs to be taken with much more seriousness because I'd like to have kids in the future and I want them to be able to go to Banff out west to really see the mountains and to see the forests without having them cut down for lumber and resources because lumber is so expensive. Yeah. Um, and just having that long-term sustainability until we can do stuff. Like imagine we find an intergalactic species. That would be really cool yeah. without sounding too outlandish, but yeah. I want that sustainability to keep building and moving forward. Yeah. Unless we don't, we don't already have them here already <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching zuckerberg's interview the other day i swear that guy's a robot bro <laughs> robot lizard he, he's something we don't know yo. he has all the information it's scary <laughs> yo 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 that guy is that guy is highly questionable you know elon might be a robot too bro i don't know how that guy is doing all the things that he's doing yeah it's like some of these top ceos like they're absolute machines and if we can work to the extent of these ceos then we can live these incredible lives where we're literally changing the world and there's so many opportunities to do that whether that be in the environmental space which i want to look forward to with a few ventures i have in mind which are still in development for now to anything in the real estate industry where you can find these carbon neutral homes that have these solar panels installed, geothermal um, charging tanks or a more efficient way of water recycling for uh, Toronto, Mississauga, whatever region you're looking at and truly live by that sustainability mindset. There's, that's definitely, I, I, I was even watching uh, like modular homes. Uh, that's, I know in, in yes. they got, that's a big, 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 big uh, thing. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's so much revolutionary as it is efficient and cuts down so much uh, wasted energy, I guess you could say, um, by building outside. Um, I thought that, that was the whole premise that they were, they were mm -hmm. trying, to, trying to go on. Um, but you're definitely, it's, I think it's a sick perspective to have where it's like you have that environmental background, uh, but then you've mm -hmm. got also like this, this uh, business acumen um, and you're trying to kind of work out and merge the two um, because you kind of need both, right? It's like, we, we can't run the world so. to the ground. Um, and, yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're right. We only really got one world. But at the same time, it's like, you want to be cognizant of the moves that you're making and, and leverage, you know, the environment that we have to build wealth, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is dope. So, yo, are you, is, so is that whole thing about, 
So did Elon really just pump and dump Bitcoin? Is that really what just happened? Because I really thought this Tesla sold all that Bitcoin because they were burning coal or some shit. Like, so in short, I well, we can't confirm if it was a pump and dump like that unless there's an investigation for that. But my answer is going to be no, it's not a pump and dump. What they did is they bought Bitcoin back in like what January, February for the company. I think he might have bought some personally and they wanted to test to see if this is something they can transact on. So they bought some Bitcoin, sold a portion of it so that they have it on the books to say, yep, this works. We can do this. We can accept Bitcoin as cars, uh, as car payments. But I, I'm going to try and find the article because I, I, at least with what I've been studying, you got to fact check everything whenever you're making a statement or making a claim. Gotcha. But the speculation behind Elon, not dumping, but tweeting about Tesla not accepting Bitcoin was to have access to the regulatory tax credits that is issued by the US to be able to use these environmental tax credits to maintain that part of the company business because that was more valuable than Bitcoin being able to transact on as of now. Because how many people do you know buying full Teslas in Bitcoin? Not a lot. Not a lot. But how many people do you think would buy Teslas and appreciate the tax credit with U.S. or Canadian dollars? True. True. So this so this tax credit wouldn't apply if it was through Bitcoin. Is that is that the idea here? That was more so the idea. Um, Once again, I still am looking more into this to really know my facts on this. This is, I guess, the beginning to middle part of my own personal research but yes uh it's more attractive for a government to have everything in u.s dollars as opposed to decentralized bitcoin right yes yes that's true until the government's giving those tax credits in cryptocurrency i think they're going to favor the u.s dollar i got you i got you and i mean i think uh uh, a lot of elon's businesses they do get he does work with the government. They do get a lot of grants and subsidies. So um, I think at this point in the game, he might want to maintain that relationship um, and take advantage of, of those policies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and to his credit, he also did mention that I think he still personally owns, uh, he's still personally holding Bitcoin and going long, if, if, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, he's going long on Bitcoin. He, he he even said that he was late to the party, but he appreciates the technology for what it is at the time when he bought. And Tesla didn't sell their remaining holdings. So if they did sell their remaining holdings, then that would probably see a much sharper dip than what we're currently experiencing. Yeah. So no on the pump and dump, but it's still going to be around. True. And we're going to see it for the long term. Either way, it was a smart play for them. I think I heard they made more money on that Bitcoin play than they actually did selling cars, which is just, <laughs> I don't even know what they to did. I mean, exponential appreciation can really change the game. So they were able to capitalize on that. They turned their non-productive cash into a, I guess, a slightly more productive asset because technically Bitcoin's a commodity Yes, that has no productive components, but it still worked out great for them. Yeah, they made like hundreds and hundreds of millions on that plate, which is just, oh, yeah. which is just insane, you know? Um, and and Elon, Elon knows, you know, 
he's just really toying with us too in so many ways, bro. The man is just you you can see you can even see hear it in his in his tweets and shit. Like yeah. he's just having fun, you know. <laughs> of course. And even the even the one tweet that really uh took the crypto markets for a dive. Um, now this is the conspiracy portion of it that no one can fact check, but that feat, that tweet was a little more formal than Elon's previous tweets. So the speculation on that is that it actually wasn't him. It was the board of the directors saying, you have to say this on his social media platform because everything on his page is like Doge to the moon signal um, on the moon soon or just random stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. But, well, that, what but that's just speculation. Well, what was the um, This was like the notorious tweet that... Uh, really pretty much the one of the beginning catalysts to the crypto I might have to find it later it should still be on his page I don't know how far away it would be I got yeah, you I'm not gonna be looking through my phone I'll I'll find it else we'll try and find it send it to you later was this was this like Google. a formal, like a formal statement that he had to put out like on Twitter really Twitter's not a place for that or maybe it is I don't know yeah yeah but I mean but, he's, just, he's just he's got so much influence can you imagine being you know, on the board of directors with that guy. He's just like, yo, he's just all over the place and doing this, that, and the third. You almost got to let him free, man. I feel I feel like, yo, to some degree. <laughs> and I think he's one of the ideal people to be at this position because in even previous statements, he's not in it for the money. He really is passionate about the science, the development, and he's more focused on that, whereas countless other CEOs are focused on the money and they're they're successful which is incredible that's what anyone can strive for but having the core passions and sticking to it that's beyond I guess the monetary component is truly impressive that's why they have the best engineers the best plans they have SpaceX they have Solar City Tesla for that big umbrella but I think he's one of the ideal CEOs to have on, I guess, the top three or top four. I don't know. Is he the richest man? He's, right he's up there. He's up there somewhere. He's up there. Somewhere. He's up. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and, and I agree. Like, you really feel that from Elon. I, I yo, you got to love the guy, man. Like, he's just, he's so raw. He, he like, yo, he's, he's just, <laughs> it, it, he wants to expand human consciousness, you know, across, like, yo, it's ju- just the sheer mission that he's on, like, I can so see how money pales in comparison to like what he's really trying to do. You know, um, I have you have you read the book? Um, I forgot what it was called, but there's a book. Like on his biography. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you read it? I read a, a good portion of it, but I had to stop to can do a school readings. This was like that summer before I got into uh, into my first or second year, so I'm not done it, but I have read a good portion of it and it's really cool. Like he would always talk about electric cars he'll be on a date with someone and three questions in, it's like, Oh, have you heard about electric cars? Like, <laughs> like he's that type of guy. And it's just really cool. And she's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like cars. <laughs> but yo, cars. yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, the craziest thing to me was, um, after he had sold PayPal, which he sold, um, they had sold it for like over a billion. Uh, he cashed out like 180 million after taxes. You know, this is like 
insane yeah. play. You know, you, most people insane would insane play. Most people will take that money and just retire. You retire. know, it's I, I've I've done it, bro. I created PayPal. You know, I've I've uh, I've created a revolutionary uh, business in in the financial sector. Um, it's time for me to chill. He takes that hundred eighty million, puts a hundred million into SpaceX, seventy million into Tesla, ten million into Solar City, and rents or like sleeps on his friend's couch. He he risked the whole house for this mission. He did. Uh-huh. You gotta respect that, you know. You gotta respect just the sheer cojones to to take on a mission like that. Man is like, is incredible, man. It's so it's so incredible. So and yeah, then it just makes you think. What would you do if you're in those shoes? Now, I guess me personally, I don't know if I would go all in on a couple of ideas in that case because I don't have that background in physics or electronics. But maybe I would take a portion of it to have financially to be financially free and then put it towards um, various sustainability projects to help the ocean help um, reduce carbon emissions in various ways through carbon capture but to go all in like I'm at a loss for words like that is impressive 180 million he didn't even keep a million for himself at the time he was using actually this is probably a good underlying point of this podcast is money is a tool it's not something you accumulate it is what you use to propel yourself forward absolutely that's at least that's what i've noticed throughout this whole podcast absolutely absolutely bro money is an end goal is just it's weak it's trash like that's not that's not the doesn't really what can you do with it you know it's it's really about you know like you said using it to to do great things and i think at that point for a guy like that He's just like the, the problems that he's solving are so complex and so beyond the scope of what any of us could probably take on um, that he's probably he probably was not afraid of not being able to make money. You know, maybe maybe he wouldn't <laughs> make the billions, but he's like, yo, listen, you know, worst comes to worst. I'll start another company and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll retire, you know, in the tens of millions and, and we'll call it a day you know like yeah like like just to have that maybe not i don't know if confidence would be the right word but just to have that mindset to know like to try and do again like failure is going to be a huge component of everyone's lives to grow and to develop so having that component really did help where he was willing to try again and he found those interests even doing those complex projects like open ai having a brain chip implant to memorize difficult material or heck even just to play your your spotify playlist i'm down just don't give me ads yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah. i ask yeah 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 i don't know i don't know i don't know where i'm at with all of that exactly i i gotta take some time to to to, to think that one through but i i thought the funniest thing was on joe i think he was on joe rogan or something mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, and uh, he's like yeah so you know we got the chip and you implanted in the brain and you know, it helps to, you know, solve these maybe memory problems or whatever you've got mm-hmm. going on. And Joe's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, but like the, the concern is, uh, you know, today it's a little chip, but tomorrow they're going to say, you know, we're going to take the, the top cap off, <laughs> off of your head and put on a thing. And he's like, and then he goes, mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
<laughs> what? You know, you should have lied to me, man. <laughs> but he doesn't. Because he's like, yeah, he can't predict the future. He's like, yeah, that could probably happen. Sure. Right. Next thing you know, we got, we got Skynet on our in the, going live and we're fighting Terminators. Bro. Sure, sure to hope not, but sure hope not. You know, as Canadians, we, we do not have the means to do that. Like yeah. America, they probably do, but we do not. Yeah, yeah. In comparison. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not soon. Not, 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 not even close. But I mean, hey, that's. I think that all ties into why I, I definitely respect and admire the guy so much. Is you know just his willingness to be honest. You know, he he feels real, bro. He doesn't. He doesn't really feel like. Uh, you know, we're going off on a whole Elon Ben uh, <laughs> tangent right now. But you know, the guys, the guys, it's incredible, bro. You know. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, like um, now, like moving forward, like what, what, what are some of the things that you got excited about um, or, or that you're looking forward to? Um, I know you just, uh, you just finished your degree in, in the environmental space. Congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, next steps. Uh, very good question. So I think not to say my degree was holding me back, but the time allocated to getting that degree, which I'm very happy and fortunate I was able to experience and complete, I can now put towards other projects. So this, as we were talking more about, about crypto, the markets, real estate, but to also have that creative component. Um, I recently got my drone license and I bought a DJI drone. So I'm going to have some fun doing some video making, maybe make some montages. Who knows? Maybe I'll start a YouTube channel in the near future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, but on top of that, really taking some time this summer to spend with family because even though we're all on Zoom calls doing classes and we're all together, we're not really together. So taking some good time to reconnect, find new interests. Um, heck, I might even start a sport with uh, my sisters and we'll dive into that. But in terms of next steps, I guess like those milestone steps, I want to look for another position uh, whether it be in the bank or outside of the bank where I can bring in more capital so I can then propel that to the next asset project, whatever it is. And it's probably going to be real estate. So we'll be more in touch about that. Hell yeah, man. I'm definitely very excited about that. I mean, starting off, like it, what was the uh, first position that you had mentioned? Oh, I, I'm a teller. Oh, you got, you got, you started as a teller. So like, what was it about that that opened your eyes and or, or changed your mind or so I was a teller for two years. Oh, I am a teller for two years. Uh, I was able to work during my undergrad, which I was fortunate to do that hours in school were able to line up pretty well. And being exposed to that space, like looking at advising clients on investment advice to, to a degree and looking at different types of credit, learning about the uh, unsecured line of credits, the HELOCs, mortgages, and being exposed into that space, coupled with sustainability and being taught sustainability is truly a way of life, really set me up in a way that I'm very fortunate for. Mm, I feel you. I, I would have thought it was maybe like uh, also getting like uh, some millionaire businessman walking in, seeing his accounts, like what the hell? <laughs> This guy's actually. No, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, without going into too much detail, I have seen some uh, portfolios that have done very well. And as as an advisor, I'll advise X, Y, or Z that is most appropriate. 
and be as professional as possible. But yes, these millionaire clients do exist and that's going to be you and I one day. Oh, 100%. Speak, speak it into existence, man. I love it. I love it. So are you, are you planning on like staying within the bank that you're in and try to find other positions and moving up and, 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 and taking that route? As of right now, um, I'm keeping all doors open, but for the time being, we're going to see how this plays out. Uh, as an undergrad, and I'm sure many undergrads can relate, we're applying everywhere. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of resumes going out to the point where we can't keep track. LinkedIn is just popping off and we're just trying to find that next step so that once we have that stability of a job or even a career, then we can start looking at the next picture. So in terms of what's next and I guess development, that's the plan. I got you. I got you. Sick. Now, I mean, like a couple, go ahead. I was just going to say, had a couple interviews. So fingers crossed, you know, Hey, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure some, some, some will stick. Hopefully, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I mean, like for, I mean, you sound pretty knowledgeable in a lot of these different spaces. Like, how do you stay up to date? And like, what are, what are like some of the resources that you go to, like to, to really get your hands on all this information? Sure. Uh, It really does depend on what I'm researching. I find that even just searching up a YouTube video is a good starting point to then look at what I should consider because you can't really look on YouTube and get every single thing you need. There's more consideration you need to have. But in terms of some of the tools I use, I love using Yahoo Finance for general news updates and keeping track of my portfolios. Are you familiar with TradingView? No. So TradingView is a free to use uh, charting platform for stocks, cryptocurrencies, Forex, and I think even commodities like gold and silver. So getting a feel for technical analysis, which I'm not strong in, but maybe one day that I'll change, uh, is a fantastic tool that I've been using. And if anyone is interested in doing technical analysis, that is a phenomenal place to start. And I can say that because it's free, but of course, take a look in your own research and maybe you might find something that's different for you. Uh, Let's see. To an extent, news articles from various sources can be misleading. So I like to look at the company, the asset of whatever I'm searching for on the homepage. Like Ethereum has a homepage uh, for uh, real estate investing. I recently went on the CRA website to look at what forms and files I need to go get, acquire, what types of credit I need to begin starting that real estate journey. So in short, I go to the source. I, <laughs> that's just the biggest thing. And if there's news updates, I'll try and follow up with what is happening at that source of the information. Thank you very much, man. This has been a pretty dope conversation. Um, I think and, there's a lot, a lot of gems, huh? And I, I was going to ask, um, in, in your case, we haven't really gone to your background, your perspective. Uh-huh. So I know you're a real estate agent that's crushing it in the game, but what are your next steps? Uh, where did you get that interest in real estate? And oh. if we can go more on that end. Sure, sure, sure. Um, before, I mean, I, I'd originally got in pretty young. Um, I found a mentor when I was in high school who was a real estate investor, a real estate agent. 
Um, and so, you know, uh, that was, that was huge for kind of giving me a model for what works and what, what I could potentially be going into. Um, so I got my license and I'm definitely, uh, I, I would say I'm more investor focused. Um, mm -hmm. if you, if you, if anyone's hearing this and they have a house that, you know, they're looking to get sold or wanting to buy, definitely give me a call. Anthony Roy, Jonathan. Uh, yeah, got you covered. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but uh, I, I also love, um, you know, helping people kind of get in the game and build that, starting to build that generational wealth through real estate, um, which is why I've kind of taken a more investor focus. Um, I've also been, uh, you know, ratifying some partnerships uh, with, you uh, other other people on my team and, and kind of building out what I what I want uh, things to look like, but definitely uh, developing those relationships with landlords, wholesalers, contractors, um, and you know uh, finding a place where I can help my clients move their money into like an existing system. And it's like, hey, look, you know, I'm not gonna just help you buy this and, and leave you to the wind to figure it out. Um, we've got this system going on and, you know, we help them get in, whether it's long-term buy and hold, uh, whether it's a burr, uh, whether it's a flip, um, what, whatever kind of strategy works best for them or what they're looking to do. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And then, and then, you know, we've got doing great work in the community with uh, new NACFA, which has been very, very exciting uh, looking to kind of see, that grow and our presence grow within within uh, the GTA. Um, I think I think where you look to merge the environment and business, I think I'm looking to merge community and business. Um, okay. Uh, and and I think even that community background has given me a perspective in the sense that like I don't just look at real estate like it's a property or just a house. You know, it's it's comprised it's of people. It's it's comprised of a community. Um, and 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 I mean. Long term, long term, you know, God knows what, what, uh, what route I end up do taking, but uh, I've definitely always talked about potentially getting into real estate development long term, um, which is why I've also been working adjacent to developers and builders and sourcing uh, bigger land deals um, nice. uh, that are maybe already de developed or raw land that could be developed. Um, these types of deals are a little bit uh, more far and few. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, 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 it's not necessarily my bread and butter, but I, I have been kind of dibble dabbling in, in that space as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. I hope that gives you kind of a, a better picture of where I'm at. That's good. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause like, uh, like a house doesn't mean it's a home, you know? And on top of that, it sounds like you're building me a duplex. So like, all right, let's make some money happen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, but yeah, that, that's really good. And with that sort of developments, especially in the GTA, that's, well, I'm, I'm not really familiar with the barriers to entry or, or to get into those deals where you can wholesale however many acres of land in an overpopulated space like Southern Ontario. So that, that's going to be really interesting to see. And I can't wait to see how that unfolds and that develops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, long-term like immigration in Canada is going to be crazy. I think uh, government of Canada uh, set 
out to have, I think, 1.2 million uh, people come in over the next three years. Um, I think you'd also have to add all the people who are probably have not been processed yet because of COVID mm -hmm. um, and still need to come in. So, and of that, you know, over a million people, maybe 40% of them are probably going to come to the GTA. They need to be housed. We already have mm -hmm. a, a, a serious supply constraint, which is why our prices are so crazy. Uh, it's not yes. because there's a bubble. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a real need for, for developers and development uh, in the GTA um, with, you know, with a, with a more holistic approach, I guess, if you will. Um, that's, so that's a ideal way to describe it, that holistic understanding. And for those who don't know, it's encompassing more than one variable to fit the big picture. So I'm really happy you're taking that approach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's exciting. I think, I think it's, it's, there's, you know, for me, life's about perspective, you know, it's like we can, we can look at all the problems, um, or, and, and, you know, succumb to them or feel like there's nothing we can do, or we can look at these problems as opportunities, uh, for us to get up and solve them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited for, for what we've got going on. Um, we'll definitely talk a little bit more off air, um, about, uh, about what to do next steps moving forward. Um, and yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. There, there's going to be a lot of, uh, development conversations and honestly, I'm just excited to see what happens next. There's so many moving parts that you can't not get excited for your next step. So whether that be real estate, whether that be crypto, whether that be something completely different, like you're looking at photo editing and video editing, do it. Like it's cool stuff. It's really cool stuff. So yeah. for yeah. those, for those listening, whatever you're considering doing, do it. It's cliche advice, but you're going to be happy that you did and you tried. I love it. Love it. All right, Aiden. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. Happy to. And we'll, we'll, we'll follow up with an update podcast episode at some point, maybe. Definitely. 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 All right. All right, then.